With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
you know, at the at the Tank Theater on Friday. Um, when Frank and, when uh, Jim and I started doing the investigation, we were taking um, EMF readings. Now Jim went through the place first and determined where there were, you know, some hot spots and and different things of that nature. But he didn't go up to the upper levels when when he did that. So as we were going up the various flights of stairs, there was a point that we sort of got used to the pattern of, you know, a certain area. You know, we would go up the stairs, we'd have to make a right turn, and then we would walk, and then we'd go up another flight of stairs. And, you know, the same sort of pattern of stair, stairs and, 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 like, flat areas. Um, and there were wall, There was a wall on the, you were first going up the stairs, it's on the left-hand side, and there, at the beginning part, and in the middle part, there were high EMF readings on several of the floors. So anyhow, when we got to the area that made me extremely uncomfortable and where I felt I was being watched is where we got very, very high EMF readings. I mean, literally, it was off the charts. And it was very consistent. I mean, Jim was really looking at <clears throat> the location, and it really was like um, this whole pipe that's in the middle of the wall when, you, when you're going up the stairs that whole area, I don't know if they had cable there or if they, you know, went through the wall and have some sort of, you know, wiring or something like that. But without a doubt, it's a very, very high EMF um, spot. And the readings, like I said, were off the chart. And I just found that very interesting because when I first got there and then when I went back with Jim, that was the exact area where I felt like I was being watched. And they say that that's you know, some of the side effects of high EMF readings that are caused by natural, natural phenomenon. So anyhow, Jim and I spent probably about 15 or 20 minutes or half an hour, which really isn't long enough to do any sort of paranormal investigation because a lot of what you do when you're doing this stuff is you just, you know, you talk or you wait or you listen. So I was sitting on one part of the stairs and Jim was going up different flights of stairs and I had the voice recorder by me and I had an EMF detector by me and I had my flashlight and, you know, different things like that. So um, somewhere along the way I was asking questions and I w we weren't having a lot of activity. We had some minor fluctuations between one and two, which to me isn't really a big deal. And then I had just said to, you know, whoever was there, I, I explained to them about the EMF reader, and I said, if you come close to the box, you know, it will tell us that you're there. And within, like, you know, 10 seconds after I said that, I got a huge spike on the EMF detector. I mean, huge. I mean, it went up to, like, you know, as high as it could go, which is unusual, because even when we're getting spikes, I usually don't get it that high. So, um, so that was an interesting phenomenon. And, and Jim... Um, listen to the audio tapes and unfortunately because we there was so much noise with the show going on and there were echoes in the area that we were at and reverberations from the microphone and different things of that nature um, we couldn't really make a determination if we picked up anything or not I mean there were a couple things that piqued Jim's interest here and there but because there was so much background noise we really don't know what we picked up we don't know what was just, you know, one of the um, presenters talking or the mic sounds or, or whatever in the background. So there was way too much noise going on. So obviously we don't have enough data here to give any kind of, you know, idea of if we picked anything up or not. But, you know, we had um, those two very um, 
minimal kinds of you know personal experiences in the half an hour, which really isn't bad in a half an hour. But the the fun part of it was the psychically I was picking up a few names and I was picking up some interesting stuff. So I was really hoping to see if anything would have come through on the you know on the voice recorder if we had picked up any EVPs. But unfortunately, like I said, the 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 data was kind of you know screwy screwed up because of uh you know all the background noise so we really weren't able to tell but but other than that it was a great night i think we i think everybody that was there really enjoyed themselves frank are there um is there a history or rumors or stories of any paranormal activity that occurs at the tank theater or was this something that lady fontaine just decided to try well uh the reason why i initially thought that it would be a good idea. Is the building is actually owned by the Masons, and it does have a long history. There's a lot of the weird Freemasons? stuff in every. Yeah, yep, those, those guys. Yeah. Uh, I know and, my uncle uh, was excommunicated from the Catholic Church when he joined the <laughs> Freemasons. Just so seriously, just to belong to a certain country club, he became a Mason, and they say that's yeah. an automatic excommunication. I'm I'm only laughing because I have an uncle actually who was some some important guy in the Masons and they wouldn't bury him in the Catholic cemetery when he passed away because of exactly that fact. It's 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 interesting because um, when you actually really look into it, the one really does not kind of conflict with the other belief wise. But uh, I mean, every theater in Manhattan, especially that area, uh, they all have some stories. Uh, there's a there's a theater that I'm doing some research on. Uh, you know, I probably shouldn't say the name of it yet, but there are stories of people literally seeing someone sitting next to them looking into the mirror as they're Ooh. putting their makeup on and out of the corner of your eye seeing the silhouette of a person walk by. I mean, maybe Lady needs to come back. <laughs> and Jim, maybe the two of them need to come back and do a longer... Uh... Yeah, no, that, that's a different theater. That's a different theater. Um, that's a different that theater. I was referring to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tank. I mean, I, I've. It's creepy. It's really creepy. That's the. That's the thing. I mean, mentally, it can psych you out when you look in the back stair. You look when you look down. The stairs are literally. It's like Swiss cheese. You can see straight down six stories to the basement where you can plummet to your death with a little bit of rust. So, I mean, it's it's disconcerting just to be there alone. Right. Um, and like what la- like Lady You'll Fontaine become one of the saying. ghosts that haunts the place after you fall down the six floors. That must have happened exactly. to somebody at some point. Pick yourself right back up and scare the next guy. Exactly. <laughs> but um, that is where all the electric is because that's, that's behind the stage of both theaters. So, I mean... Whatever readings, not that it's not paranormal, but it is, you know, there is a lot of wire. There are a lot of wires, old wires. Uh, the old air conditioning unit is on the other side of that wall, uh, I think, from the wall you're talking about. But that's oh, actually okay. not working right now. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a pretty old theater. But, uh, but, yeah, no stories that I've heard. I mean, but there are some going around <laughs> that I'm, right. I'm waiting to hear about, of course, of course. Um, well, it sounds the like show it was, was a great, great show. Good. Yeah, yeah the show it was. was. Great. It got a little heated well, at times. It was uh it was fantastic. One of uh one of my guests was called a fascist or rather uh I believe the the, the comment was made uh that science is not fascism and that was translated into you are a fascist as a running <laughs> gag for the rest of the joke for the rest of the show. But um but other than that it was everyone was respectful, it was a lot of fun, you know, there's some things to laugh at and 
lots, lots, lots of discussion. It was a, it was a whole well, lot of fun. Congratulations for uh, being the show, pretty much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, thank I you hope we can do another one for being soon. a part of it. Yeah, yeah sounds great. Show on the road. Yeah, we did have fun. And one thing that that Frank had brought out was on his iPhone. He has this, this um, and he's talked about it before on the show, this ghost radar program. Yeah, and that was the, the the campfire story. Someone had sent in a story about that, right? Yeah, and um, he whipped it out. And I, what I found very interesting is when we had that one guy step forward asking me um, if I picked up any, you know, any any energy attached to him, on your phone came the word slab. And he was talking about finding in the basement all these very unusual, you know, weird things that could have been um, possibly, you know, demonic or satanic in nature. Um, and then the the ghost radar came up with the word slab. I just thought that was very, <laughs> well, very interesting. But they have one, that program. I checked today. They have that program available um, for the for the BlackBerry, so I'm going to download it and play with it when I'm doing paranormal investigations and see what happens. One thing, Lady Frank- Fontaine, that I, I must say is that I actually ran that while you were talking uh, beforehand without telling you and left it on, and I actually have the readings in front of me if you'd like to hear them. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I would. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, um, initially, uh, there was a 12-word uh, thing here. It was collect Blanket, huh? As I have it open, it just actually read the word percent right now. It just, oh, wow. I actually just got that reading right now live on the radio. Collect blanket, wild height can create simplest and trouble. And then following that, I turned back on slabs, is what you were referring to, and then the word begun. And then after that, I left it on, and it said Mary, capital oh. M, so it's a proper name. Discussion, slope, ants, which is yeah. curious because ants... It was one of the videos that I had showed was about right. uh, the particular type of fungus taking over ants and making them zombies. It was funny. Uh, Mary, discussion, slope, ants, able, and shine. And uh, there's a several others since then. Uh, it said TV, neighborhood, animal, and traffic. This is all the same night. So if this means anything to you, way, difficulty, shelter, and after. And right now... As I'm reading this to you, it just said, I just got three words. So apparently my apartment is the corner penthouse of Spook Central, and it says, <laughs> percent, tone, cast. And just as I said that to you, the word history. So, Well, what I find interesting is you came up with the name Mary, and I was picking up the name Maria when I was in the, um, in the tank. And when we were doing the EVP <laughs> sessions, because psychically I had picked up the name Maria, I was actually calling her, and I was saying, you know, who's Maria, do you live here, you know, blah, 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 blah. I find that very, very interesting. Everything else, I mean, doesn't ring, you know, except animal when you said that. That, obviously, I can relate to. Um, uh, fox, actually, just now while you were talking. So. Oh, well, so then obviously animal. the ghosts are thinking that the, the collies look like a fox. <laughs> What about but, Fox TV? And I'm thinking Mary or Maria is the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I'm thinking Fox Mulder because of the X-Files. Sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> Just my brain. Um, but I'm no, thinking Fox because Frank is such a fox. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm thinking Fox TV. <laughs> so I guess we all have our own interpretations of things. But 
But I am going to um, install that on my BlackBerry and, and fool around with that a little bit. When I was reading, the how do you wait? What is it? Yeah, the ghost. Uh, I, I would like this thing. It just randomly produces words. How do you install exactly. it on your BlackBerry? It's a first, random you have to word go to generator. App World. First, you have to go to BlackBerry.com or whatever it is, and then you know say that you want this particular application, and then it sends you an email, and then from the email you could download it in App World on your BlackBerry. Because I, I went that far today, I just haven't, you know, then it asks you for your password and all this kind of stuff. And like I, like I really remember my password, I have to go onto the Internet and figure out what my password was. And but, for anyone um, listening who has a, a different type of phone, the company that produces the program is called Spud Pickles. Uh, spud like a potato and then pickles like those things soaking in brine. Uh, so you can probably get that anywhere. There's a lot of mixed reviews that I was reading. I mean, most people just say they're random words. They don't really make sense. The particular um, campfire story that Frank was reading was really spot on as far as, you know, uh, this person, you know, the, would, play, would, help, would have the uh, app running, and it would say a name, and then that person would walk in the door one second later. So, um, you Ooh. know, obviously for this one person, it, it, it's extremely accurate. Um, well, if I might, the one, the one thing that she did say was that when she used it in other locations, it didn't work. It was right, just this one right. particular location, whoever held it in their hand, it, it would say if the person's real name was Carlos, but everyone ever called them that, it would say his real name, and it would say what the person next to them is doing. It's really bizarre. And it was very much like these ghost stories of, of intelligent hauntings, which is why I chose that story, uh, in one particular location in that one house. And uh, I mean, in that regard, like I actually had sort of laughed at this app originally, like chalking it up to another Frank's box in that regard. But that was that's kind of hard to uh, kind of hard to just dismiss. If well, that, if, if that's all is true, like that, you know, if you if you end up seeing that, experiencing it, things like that, then without a doubt, that is you know really hard to just dismiss. But the reviews on the application are more that it's a fun thing rather than it really being accurate. But, Gene, there's like this radar screen and then like little, um, you know, little things appear on the radar, which is supposed to be indications that you have some ghost energy around you. Apparently it somehow reads the um, energy or, or something around you, and it's supposed to, um, you know, determine when there's any sort of paranormal activity. And we're how, and I guess it translates the energy in, in some way. Frank, I think you had talked about it, didn't you? How it works? Um, honestly, or did, I, not, I, or did I read that? There, there. I mean, I, I don't have it in front of me. I did read the particulars of, like, I guess the science behind it. Basically, it is a random word generator, and we're supposed to expect that whatever the spirit is around us that can use this knows somehow about how this phone works. I don't know if there's a maybe a manual and the guide to the afterlife on how to use this thing and Beetlejuice tutoring sessions. But the ghosts are really smart, I guess, with technology. And uh, <laughs> they know the inner workings of tiny, tiny machines. Frank, so, are you going to be talking about this on your show later? Um, not about this in particular. Uh, we have some sound clips, actually, from the event itself, which I had to piece together from 12-second segments. So uh, tell Tell everyone oh, yeah. just to remind them where to uh, listen later, because we have to definitely get on to some of the questions we have here. We have a long list of we have a long line of people waiting to ask 
Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo questions, but I want everyone, this is very interesting, and I'm sure everyone wants to hear it, so just remind everyone what well, you're, about your show world, later. It's blogtalkradio.com slash the invisible world, no spaces, and we go live at 1230 immediately after this. So everyone listening, please go and 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 listen to that show as well at 12 o'clock. But right now, it. phone lines are open. Please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. They are here to answer all your questions. Call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. Yes, that's like getting a free reading from Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Remember, if you don't want your real name used, please let Lady Fontaine know when you send your email. But in order for your question on the air to get on the air, we do need real names. Tonight, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be taking your calls right after the mailbag questions. So be sure to give us a call at 646-381-4141. And it's now time for our Sky McKenna Skywatch Report. Remember to visit Sky at her website at skymckenna.com. Hello, everybody. This is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week. And if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives, or you can go to my new website, skymckenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the energy report on my new blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. So, we've got the wind in our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less. And this, then, is for the week beginning Sunday, August 22, 2010. Well, fortunately and gratefully, we've all arrived at a much softer energy now. And though all of the squirrely energy is certainly not gone for good, we do have a very welcome breather now. As of Friday, August 20th, Mercury is officially retrograde. And also this week, the sun moves from fiery Leo to meticulous Virgo. And we have a mystical Pisces full moon coming up. So the energy around us should feel a lot gentler this week. And the theme this week is balance. With so much Virgo and Mercury in the air, we're being surrounded by a spirit of contemplation and we're being offered an opportunity for reconsideration now. Whether we like it or not, our thoughts will probably drift to getting organized and tidying things up. Especially after these last few raucous months, there could be a lot that needs rethinking or restacking in our lives. And we shouldn't be surprised if we decide to resume studies or complete some business or writing we began a few months ago. Or if people we haven't seen for quite a while resurface in our lives in some way. And we can also be drawn or at least thinking about our health, diet, and fitness for these next three weeks, and that would be a good thing. Mercury will be retrograde now until September 12th, and he'll remain in his shadow period until September 26th, actually, and that's when we'll be totally out of the retrograde period. So, for these next three weeks especially, we need to be mindful of our computers, computer data, and our vehicles, and we need to remain flexible in our plans and our appointments. Things could get a little waffly, and it's not too late to back up our data and give our vehicles the ones over. And if we must, must purchase computers, vehicles, or other big-ticket items, of course do it. We have to live our lives, but read all the small print and be prepared that there may be some kind of adjustment to anything that we begin for these next three weeks. Then Saturday, August 21st, 
Saturn squares off with Pluto, and we could find a general lack of cooperation or maybe even some antagonism in the air. This is just another one of those days when we can find greater ease in our lives by not hanging on too tight and by letting go of things, situations, or people who no longer serve our highest good or we theirs. Otherwise, if we don't let go willingly, we could find those things taken away by some degree of force down the road. And also on August 21st, the Sun will oppose and face off with the asteroid Chiron. He's also known as the Wounded Healer. And coupled with the Saturn-Pluto opposition, we may find ourselves caught up in fear of losing our creative selves to the necessity of healing in some way. We may be forced to take care of ourselves or someone around us in a way that brings us clarity to know what we really need in our lives. And if we can find balance here, healing of very old fears and resistance can be the result. And this aspect promises that we won't have to do it all alone, but we may need to step up and ask for that help. Then Sunday, August 22nd, the sun begins his travels through earthy practical Virgo, and we could feel invigorated to take a look at what needs to be tidied up. What needs to be cleaned out in our homes, our closets, and in our bodies will have supportive energy to get practical and efficient, too. And for this month, working hard, beginning a rock-hard exercise program, and even adopting a pet, will receive the blessing and encouragement of the heavens. And any of those things that we begin now will pay off a lot easier and a lot quicker. And since Virgo is also about service, looking around to do a random act of kindness will also make a deposit to our spiritual or karmic bank accounts. And then Tuesday, August 24th, we have the magical full moon in Pisces. And we'll probably be seeking the balance between action and the ability to so easily connect with the flow of creative inspiration and intuitive guidance available to us. Once again, to reap the rewards of this full moon, we're being asked to find a balance. Then late Wednesday, August 25th, the meticulous Virgo sun trines mighty Pluto. And we can feel confident and self-assured in our chosen directions. Today we can know that everything is and will be okay. And especially if we've maintained our balance over the course of this week, we can be assured of the success of any projects that we begin today. Now this week, because this Mercury retrograde period is a very significant one, I want to revisit how and where it will affect each sign. And this will apply to your sun sign and rising ascendant sign if you know it. Aries, your work environment, daily routine, and health may be up for review and reorganization. Make sure your work is solid and sorted. You may find yourself rethinking or reconsidering any of these things. Wait till after the middle of September to make changes, though. Taurus, a romantic someone from the past may make a return appearance. Or you may reconsider and review your current romantic relationship. Do rethink what you do for pleasure and enjoyment, too. Change things around for best results. Gemini, home and family life may need some reorganization now. Be sure to be clear in your communication in or about your home. You also have an opportunity to review or rearrange something in your home to your advantage. Cancer, all types of communication could be confusing now. And you especially want to keep an eye on your vehicle and your computer and be absolutely sure you're dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's on any documents that you need to sign. Leo, think before spending. Payments may be delayed and or you may also receive money due you from the past. That's a good thing. And it's a great time to begin reviewing ideas for new sources of income. Virgo, your personal life is up for a review and rethink. And you may even be thinking about changing your appearance. Think about it now, but don't act on it yet. Libra, secrets from the past may be revealed and come up for review. And pay attention to your dreams. You could receive some valuable hidden information. Scorpio, you may find that your friends complicate things or you may confuse them. It's really important to communicate clearly with associates to avoid misunderstandings. You may also find a friend returns to your life. Sagittarius, your career may feel stalled for these few weeks. 
and you may find yourself rethinking your career direction. This is the time to think, not act. And be sure to speak clearly with superiors and co-workers, and then make changes after mid-September. Capricorn, you have a possible opportunity for travel or learning. Some idea you once found delicious can resurface, but double-check plans, especially if you find yourself traveling. Aquarius, matters related to joint income could return for another look. Consider offers carefully, especially if finances involve any kind of partnership. Wait a few weeks to sign any documents if you can. Pisces, take care in any communication with any kind of partners. An issue that you thought was resolved may resurface for re-examination and or reconsideration. Walk softly. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com, and the link is right there at the top of the page. And you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the Energy Report. And remember, the animals still need your help. You can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse. It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving, you always lose by holding back. So till next time, take good care, God bless, and namaste. That's Sky McKenna with her amazing Skywatch report. Please visit Sky's website at skymckenna.com. She has links on her weekly uh, le- links on her website to her weekly uh, Skywatch reports. They're both written, and you can also listen to the same report that you hear right here on the show. And she also has the older um, links to the older reports as well, so you can go back, read, or listen to her Skywatch report. She also has a link to her radio show on Achieve Radio every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tell Sky you heard about her here. Well, we hear about a lot of things here, don't we? I've been trying to get the ghost application on my BlackBerry. And? <laughs> it, it, doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to be coming up. I, I've seen it advertised at other times when I was looking for something else. So next time I see it, I guess I'll uh, try to pick up on it. I'll send you the link that I have, and you can see if it works for you. All right, thank can you. you That's right? a good idea. Can you um, post that link on Facebook or something like that? Oh, yeah, I could so do that. that. I, yeah, Anyone I'll interested? I, can... Mine is only for a BlackBerry, though. I I don't know. Frank, I think just sent a link out for the application overall. Great. Uh, I, I, that's just the company website, but yeah, oh, Spud Pickles. Okay. You just Google okay, Spud well, Pickles and you'll find it. Okay. All right, but I'll put Pickles. it up on Facebook okay. for for the BlackBerry users, anyhow. This is Lady Fontaine, and I'm here to remind you to visit my website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about me or to schedule a psychic reading or life coaching session. That's ladyfontaine.com, L-A-D-Y-F-O-N-T-A-I-N-E.com. And for those of you who like monthly predictions, please read my exciting Psychic Scopes column on Billy Lowe's new website, called lowlights.com, red carpet beauty before it hits the stands. That's lowlights.com, L-O-W-E-L-I-G-H-T-S.com. 
Billy Lowe, as you may know, is one of the leading beauty experts and hairstylists in Hollywood. Check out his website for leading beauty and celebrity news, and be sure to read my column called Psychic Scopes. Well, guys, it's uh, time for the mailbag question of the day. You guys ready? Yep. Ready. Always ready. They're always fun. All right. This first one goes to Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. My fiancé and I have been good friends for over five years. He was the initiator and tried to get me to date him during that time. But we were young, 17 and 18, and over 350 miles apart. Well, in January of this year, we started dating seriously. He told me that for years he was madly in love with me and could not think of anyone else. We got engaged and we had a date set. Suddenly he says that he's too young for marriage. He's 23. And that he doesn't know if he, if and when he wants to get married. Well, I cried and we talked and we worked things out. And a couple of weeks later he gets scared and we go through that again. As of June 2010, we have moved in together. But I'm becoming concerned that he may never commit and want to get married. I don't want to waste my time if he isn't serious. What should I do? That's from Savannah in Gallup, New Mexico. Well, I feel this one is kind of like the writings on the wall. I mean, I do feel the man has, you know, really honest and sincere feelings for her, but I, I feel he's not ready, and any time he thinks about seriously marrying her, he gets scared and, you know, and backs away from it. But I feel, you know, he has genuine feelings. I feel he sincerely does love her, but he's, he truly is not ready for marriage. My gut feeling is he's not going to be ready for marriage for probably seven or eight years. He just doesn't feel to me that he's ready to settle down. Yeah, 30 is the age when a lot of men feel ready. But, you know, she waited so long to actually date him. I think that it was a mistake to move in with him in June because now the old saying is so true that he's got the cow, so why buy the cow if uh, he can get the milk for nothing? And, uh, you know, now he's going to be even less motivated, at least if they weren't living together before. He might have been. My sense is this is going to be his practice. And then they're going to have so much upheaval that by the time they split up, he'll be much more ready for somebody else. And it's not the way she wants it. So maybe they should not cohabit for now and they should live separately so he can have his space and still date and, you know, keep the nice things going. And my sense is he doesn't feel that he's ready financially, especially in these unstable times. Yeah, that's so that's, that's what they've got to work on, and they can work on the relationship so they see the good parts of each other. I, I wouldn't show the bad parts of living together because then he's never going to want to get married to this woman. But, you know, you've, you've brought up such an outstanding point, Dr. Cirillo, and, you know, most people are so anxious to, to move in together, to, you know, take it to this next level. But in reality, I mean, what was the expression you used? Um, don't but well, I, I, believe me, this didn't come from me. It came from the old wives and old mothers many, many years ago. Why buy, why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free? Right, but and that, but the concept behind that is so true. People think by oh, moving in with somebody that they're locking things in, but they're really giving themselves away 
for 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 free for nothing and it's true then the men are less motivated to take that next step because they're totally complacent and happy a vast majority of the time so there's no motivation for them to take it to the next level so that often is a, a very big mistake it can be especially in this case where they you know she kept him at bay for so long this guy might be one of those people that when he's far away things look so appetizing he can't stop thinking about her and imaginary lovers are always better than real lovers because you write all the parts right. but then when when they're actually dating there's less room for fantasy more reality when they're living together it's more reality and you know marriage is totally the fantasy is, can no longer supersede the reality because the reality is there in front of you all the time. So he probably has issues with that, and as long as she's far away, she's the most ideal person, and so is he. He doesn't have to support her or worry about the stopped-up sink and, and the kids that, uh, and uh, how he's get, what if he loses his job, uh, he has the best of both worlds, and, and in this case now he, he does to some degree. So sometimes it helps you move in, you solidify things, and then the next step, especially if the man wants to start a family along with the woman, the next step is, is marriage. But uh, I don't see it here. I see that, that he's going to have to work out these things and have a proper amount of space and fix whatever he needs to fix in his own life before he feels ready for that next step. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I definitely do. And like I said, to me it feels like he's many, many years away. It's not even like we could tell Savannah, um, you know, that, oh, just hang in there another six months. You know, he's going to have a whole different perspective. Like I said, I think it's going to be years. Could be. I, I, for some reason, the number 30, you know, that's, that's an age where suddenly men are seriously thinking, of, I have to settle down, but he, he's seven years away from that. And and a lot of that depends on how, how settled you are in work and economically. Yeah, but he just doesn't feel to me that he's, you know, that he's really ready. He's ready to no. to experience love, but he's not ready to make that firm commitment towards marriage. So, you know, Savannah, there's no, we can't tell you what to do, but, you know, taking everything that we said into consideration, it really becomes a matter of are you willing to wait that, that distance. Um, and he may never get to that point with this particular relationship, or he may, um, but certainly it doesn't feel like with this, the current um, living conditions that that's going to rush him or push him into the relationship any quicker. If anything, it may slow it down. Yeah, I think the best chance she has of getting him to commit, even if it scares him in the short term, would be to suggest that they don't live together until they, uh, you know, until he knows and she knows more what they want to do in the future. Mm. Well, hopefully Savannah will let us know how things work out. It was a good question and an interesting situation, and I do hope it works out for them. Mm-hmm. We do have another letter here, if you guys would like another one. Sure. All right. It starts, Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Hi, my name is Leslie, and I called into your show on August 10th. I was wondering what you see happening with my marriage in the next two months. Sorry, in the next few months. We are currently separated, and it's a confusing situation. He's military, 
and is going to be moving soon to another base. Will I be going with him to be a family or going to my home state and divorcing? Also, do you see him coming back to live with me anytime soon? His name is Scott. Thank you. So, Lady Fontaine, the names are Leslie and Scott. Okay. Um, I vaguely do remember when when she was on the phone and and we reviewed the situation with her. But um, today, what I'm picking up is, you know, there. I still I feel you know that Scott isn't ready to walk away from this from this relationship. But I do feel that um, he still needs his space. And I don't remember what sort of time frame we gave Leslie at that point um, that she did call him, but I still feel him, I still feel a, a decent amount of distance around him. I still feel confusion in his energy. Um, you know, and it has nothing to do with, with her, truly, and it has nothing to do with um, another woman or anything of that nature. It really just has to do with him sorting out his feelings and sort of regaining some level of um, clarity and motivation for the marriage. I do feel um, a, a lot of the stress of, you know, being in the military and a lot of obligations, it feels like, both of marriage and, and work and, and, and the military do, like, overshadow him in a very, very big way. But, you know, my gut feeling is, given time, this relationship has a tremendous potential to heal, and I'm not really feeling that she's going to, I'm not feeling right now she's going to be um, divorcing, nor am I feeling that she's going to be going to, you know, relocate with him immediately when he, he changes locations. So most likely they're going to have to maintain a, a, a second home or something like that, at least for the short period of time. But I Which isn't that unusual when somebody's in the military. Oh, okay. You can move together, but often there's kids in school or whatever. There are circumstances that prevent you from being together, and she's going to have to get used to a lot, quite a bit of time apart at the at this point. And I think she's uncomfortable, and he feels that she's uncomfortable, and this is no way to keep a relationship going if he's moving that much. So she's going to have to decide if she's willing to have it as it is because the military has the final say on where he goes and when he goes. Um, but, you know, bottom line, and I, and I definitely agree with that, um, but bottom line is I don't feel that this marriage is over by, by any means. I just feel he still needs more time. I actually feel when he does relocate to this new base, um, he's within, a, I would say, a one- to three-month time period. He's going to have his head together and know exactly what he wants. And my gut feeling is at that point he's going to take the very serious steps back towards Leslie to reconcile and, and try to work things out. Yeah, I think he wants to be together. But the stress yeah. of the military is, is putting stress on the relationship. I, I see it as a positive thing on both their parts. Mm. Well, thank you well, both very much for your questions. We at I in the Future hope things work out well for all of you. When you send us your mailbag questions, uh, they are expertly answered by Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo here and I in the future, so let us know how things turn out as well. Uh, when you get a reading, when you get advice, we would absolutely love for you to send us an email to mailbag at ladyfontaine.com 
follow up. Let us know how things are going. Well, we had some wonderful material to work with. I've said this before about the uh, mailbag questions. They're they're really good questions. And, you know, don't be shy about calling either to let us know how things are working out or, uh, you know, to continue the discussion because you can only give us so much when, when we can't dialogue back and forth. That's one disadvantage. And chances are, whether you're writing to us or calling us, someone else out there listening has a similar problem. So you're not just helping yourself, you're helping some other people at the same time. So Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few of these each week to answer live on each show. Now the phone lines are open. Please give us a call at 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. Great. So I know we have a ton of callers waiting um, who is our first caller tonight? Our first caller is Vicky, and she says Lee is back after she let him go. What are his intentions? Okay. Vicki? Yes. Hi, how are you? Hi, Vicki. I'm fine. How are y'all? Good, good. So get, give us a little bit of uh, background as far as what's going on. Well, I've known this man for a very long time, and we have a deep connection, but he just wasn't where I was. Mm -hmm. So I let him go, um, and now he's back. Mm -hmm. And I get this feeling that there's been some changes with him. Well, go ahead, go ahead. What kind of changes? Good changes. Well, let me tell you right. what I'm picking up, okay? And and, okay. and you can see if it sort of matches what you're feeling. Um, okay. I, a, a, I like the fact, I like the way the energy feels. And, and one thing I want to say is um, I feel that connection that you feel towards him, he also feels towards you and always has. And I, I would be very surprised if he okay. hasn't said that to you. Um, and I... You know, it it feels to me that his focus or refocus back towards you um, has a lot of sincerity, and you know that that he's coming forth with a lot, a lot of sincerity. The one thing I want to say, though, he doesn't feel to me to be a hundred percent ready to dive into you know a tremendously serious relationship in one one giant leap. He feels to me that he's going to sort of. Um, sort of stage this in a way I feel you know what's actually happening right now are you guys still just talking or has he actually stepped forward and said that you know I miss you I've been thinking about you and I want to see where this can go well we're just talking right now Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel it's going to be staged like that it doesn't feel to me that he's going to jump into this you know like some men can step back into your life and promise you the world and deliver mm-hmm. on nothing and I don't feel that he's going to do that. I feel you guys are in a way going to be, um, you know, sort of reestablishing and re-getting to know each other in a lot of ways. But I feel sincerity in his energy. Um, I, I One thing I have to say, well, I really want to ask you, is he, is, is he recently divorced? When I say recently, I would say within the past three to five years. I think it's been longer than that. I think it's been like ten years. Well, if that's the case, then he's certainly carrying some baggage. Um, or he yes. 
some baggage. Yeah, I was wondering about the circumstances under which you say he left your life and then and then he came back again. You know, it sounds like it's all his doing. Is there something that you have any input into? Uh, well, it's kind of like what Lady Fontaine said. I know he's been divorced like 10 years ago. It's, But it's as though that the third-degree burns are still on his hand. Right. It's that's like he, that... He's going to mm-hmm. have to go slow with this, Vicki. He just has to. And don't push him. If you push him, okay. he's going to feel, he's going to not be ready to be open and feel vulnerable, and he's going to be stepping away from it. If you build, rebuild that friendship, um, mm-hmm. I feel it has this very strong potential of just gliding in to something deeper and more comfortable. But is he saying things to you yet about, you know, how he has thought about you or you have been on his mind? Is he saying that? Because I feel it in his energy. No, but I feel it too. I know what you're talking about. It's like he hasn't said it, but it's just kind of like I already know. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it has the potential of building. I mean, just let it run its course. Don't push it. Don't try to control it or direct it in any way, shape, or form. I have a feeling, you know, if if you're willing to stick this out a little bit, that you will find something very rewarding in this relationship. Okay. That sounds good. Well, yeah, Dr. Cirillo, anything else? Yeah, yeah. No, it seems like there's potential, but, you know, he's got a side to him that he's still got to uh, fix to be right for himself before he can be right, right. for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know if he's going through any counseling or therapy? I don't think so. I honestly do not think so. Mm-mm. That's too bad. I mean, you know, that would probably help him. I know he's trying to, you know, maneuver on his own. Hopefully he'll find his way. But, you know, certainly he feels that same connection that you do, and that I feel in a way is going to be the guiding light that's going to, you know, sort of get you guys to where you need to be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Good luck. All right. Thanks. Okay. Thank you all. Have a good evening. You too. You too. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Who is our next caller? Well, it's an interesting one. Michelle sent a Facebook request to JD, and that's been, been in limbo since April. She wants to know if it's stuck there. Michelle, are you with us? Michelle? Hello, Michelle. Yes. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Hello. Can Hi. you hear me? Yes. 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 Welcome okay. to the show. Thank you. Right. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, our pleasure. So you sent a friend request to JD a couple of months ago, and you haven't heard anything since. Right. Well, I figured that, you know, worst case scenario, he would deny it. The fact that he hasn't has me kind of confused. Uh, we have kind of a a past, sort of. I to say a history because I could feel it. Yeah. Um, you mean you, you know, sent a friendship request, and, and he, yeah. you, you can't tell he hasn't responded as far as ignoring, denying, or, or accepting. Right. right, right. It's just kind of hanging there. And, and I not, sent it last. I'm sorry. You're Go not ahead. reaching out to him or encouraging him or nudging him, whatever the terminology is on Facebook, are you? 
No, there's no way to nudge on Facebook. Okay. You just have to wait till they accept or deny. <laughs> okay. Um, you can poke. I'm not suggesting that you do it, though, and neither is Lady Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want her to do that. I was, I no. was being towards, I'm hoping that you're not doing that. No, um, I'm not. Okay. Um, you know, it, it kind of feels to me that nothing, I don't feel any movement coming on this in the near future. I honestly don't. But the the interesting part of it is, is, is what you had explained at the beginning. You know, he's not ready to to ignore it or to block it or anything of that nature. Um, I feel when it came in, he pondered it, he thought about it. Um, I feel he in, his intention was to get back to it and, and, you know, act on it, but he can't. For whatever reason right now, he just can't. He's sort of um, not sure what direction to go with this. Um, you know, I don't feel that you guys are even though it feels to me a lot of space around you, I mean, have you guys not been in contact for, for many, many, many years? Because it feels like a long time. That's right. Yes, that's correct. There's other circumstances. If you want me to tell you a little bit, I can, but... Go ahead. The more you tell us, obviously, the more we could... Um, okay. Well, no. basically what happened was um, we, we've always kind of had an attraction to one another. Nothing ever came of it. I mean, we flirted and stuff. Um, but... He basically ended up getting someone else pregnant and ended up having to marry her because his mother basically told him, and this was years back, that if he didn't, that he would be disowned. Um, so basically, I I'm sorry. Is he still with that person? Um, yeah, I assume so, and that may be one of the reasons he's not accepting it. Right. That that. Right. You know, be you know, because it's not that. He doesn't, you know, th- you know, when he got your, your, your friend request, it's not that he didn't, in his head, acknowledge it or feel the energy of you. But, you know, like I said, I'm not feeling any, um, any, any movement on it right now. I'm just not. So mm-hmm. most likely it's as if he's trying to keep, he's afraid. It's, it's sort of like he's trying to keep you at arm's length right now. Yeah, because he knows the old attraction is strong. Right. Okay. Do you think that up in any trouble at this point? Do you feel that that's what it is? Because the thing is, I pick up things too from him, and I've been feeling that that's what it is. But I don't trust what I get because it's my stuff. No, I I believe that that's exactly what's going on. So there's still an attraction there. There's yeah. I feel when he got your friend request, he felt it. You know, it's sometimes like when you're reading something or hearing something or looking at something, you could just sort of stare at it and go into never-never land and, you know, reminisce and, and, and feel all those same feelings. And I feel he experienced all that. But it would create a complication in his life right now if he, you know, stepped forward and accepted your friend request and and then started a chat with you and things of that nature. And I feel right now he's not really willing to add in that complication to his life. Do you feel like there's something going on with him in that other relationship? Because I really didn't send it with the intention of opening up that can of worms, shall you say. I just found Is he listed as being married? Is there any other way you can find out? Uh, if he's um, still with well, he's, I, he's still with her because I she indicates that he's, he's not on Facebook, but I found um, something from her elsewhere, and it says she's still married. doesn't say to who, but I'm assuming it's him. 
Well, it doesn't sound like you have that many other things going on that, that you feel as strongly about in your life. Uh, no, so that's you're true. ready I mean, and available, but he isn't. Yeah. Uh, that's okay, you know. I mean, you may be a lot healthier being single by choice than him being married by force. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't want to, and I think that's part of it for me is that if I get into a relationship, I want it to be the right relationship, and I haven't found that yet. So. Right, and this and, guy right now isn't the right relationship. I mean, he would be the right friend if he was willing to open that door to you, but he's afraid. So he's just afraid of his own feelings, basically? He's afraid that? that ultimately he can't see where it will lead to anything positive. You know, it would just end up with you guys talking and perhaps leading to something else and just adding a complication into his life that he's not ready for right now. Right, because I wouldn't let it go past anything. Um, I wouldn't let it go past that. anything. He doesn't know that. Oh, okay. So it's not just that he's assuming that that's what I want. It's just that he's scared of his own whatever. His right. Own well, I feel he does kind of feel that you, you're you're hoping to hook up with him, whatever that means. And um, he's, you know, apprehensive and not ready to go in that direction because he doesn't fully trust himself. You know, it's based on what you guys had in the past, and that's what he's more or less assuming you would have in the future. I see. Well, I figured it was because he didn't trust himself, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because it will make him think at any rate. I mean, if he is unhappy in where he's at, it will make him think about it. But mm. Well, well once you see an old person, often the feelings are reawakened, and he knows that, and to some extent you know that, but he has more to lose at this point than you do. How, how long ago was... Uh, did he get this woman pregnant? Because you'd know how how old the child is. Um, that was about uh, 16 years ago. All right. So let's say I've seen him since is... then, and he I've seen him since then, and all he did was stare across the room at me all night. I mean, literally stare at, well, across. Well, once the at child off to college, he might be free. But it sounds like his mother has has the biggest pull. Is, is there a big inheritance? I mean. A lot of times the mother will say, oh, don't ever talk to me if, if you do such and such, but they don't really mean it. There's a strong bond. Now, is he afraid of being disinherited? Is he afraid uh, well, of his he mother has, being displeased? I, I think it's, well, that's just what you said just now, his mother being displeased. He's a big people pleaser, especially with her. Um, he was abandoned. And she's not going to go away unless she dies, and, and, right, and right. then he'll be free. <laughs> he was so abandoned as a child by his Right. He was abandoned um, by his father. So there's abandonment issues as well there. So I think that, I mean, I've, I read more self-help books than probably are, is healthy. But, and Mom um, threatened I, him with the same thing that Dad did, so that's a real hot button with him, you know, saying right, that right. she's going to disown him, which would mean she's a very controlling person, uh, he tends to get involved in relationships that aren't that good for him, and you would have to be the strong force if the two of you were together. I'm wondering a little bit about, is he right for you, even if these outside complications weren't there, because he's he's easily pushed around. He didn't want to get with this woman for life, but he got her pregnant, and then he wound up with her. Yeah, he is a you bit know, of a mama's boy, and I know that. <laughs> 
But then well, the attraction's there. Well, he's frightened. He's, he, I think he's frightened because his father abandoned him. All he had was mom, and, uh, you know, we don't know how well she took care of him financially, but uh, right. emotionally there was always the threat that she could leave, too, and then he'd have nobody. So he wound up with this woman, and, and it sounds like she's got the baby, the hold on him, but the baby's older now. I, I think he's a very mixed-up person. I'm, I'm wondering if you could... As they say, if you could do better, or you should look elsewhere. I'm not you have a good point. throwing him out because he's long term. You know, he's right. somebody you've known a long time, and you really don't know any new person. But you know, I wouldn't uh, put off my life to him. And I've got a sense that maybe you're doing that, or you've been doing that for some time. I, I think I have been just because of the attraction, actually. But mm-hmm. maybe you know, I. I have been looking, but I guess I just haven't found what I want yet. Well, it it means really letting go, not just looking, but learning how to let go. And you're not going to be able to draw in somebody new when you're holding on so tightly to the past. So, um, you know, good luck to you. Let us know how things turn out. All right. Who is our next caller? Our next caller is Maria. She had her car impounded due to an unpaid parking ticket, and she has a hearing tomorrow. So let's talk to Maria. <laughs> Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi, Maria. Hi. I actually don't Hi. have a hearing yet. It's a, it's a walk-in thing, and so I'm going tomorrow morning, and I'm hoping that I'll be get be able to get one tomorrow. But basically, um, I, I already had a chance to pay them off, and I fell really behind in my Thank rent. You. And I didn't wasn't able to honor it, and so they ended up um, finding my car in the street and impounding it, and basically appeal. Uh, um, they have a process for that to uh, car back. I'm breaking up. Is this better? There's a lot of background noise. Are you in a train station or something? You know, I I am, and I'm so sorry. That background noise is about to go away. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's good to know. Yeah. At least it's not from our uh, machinery of the spirit. So. <laughs> no. Usually, us with the technical problems. So at least this time it's you. All right. Yeah. So, go ahead. so basically, my question is: um, Will I be able to get a hearing uh, tomorrow or this week? Will they allow me to make payment arrangements so they know you have to pay it all up front at once before you can get car? And how am I going to come up with the money? I guess that's three questions. But All right. Um, I do feel I can't guarantee you that you're going to have a hearing tomorrow or, or the next day, but I do feel they will grant you. When you go in there, they will grant you a hearing. I do feel you can make payment arrangements um, as far as where you're going to get the money to do it. Um, you know, that that's something you're going to have to figure out on your own. I mean, I'm not – when I scan your energy – I'm not feeling, you know, that, oh, well, you have this pocket of cash <laughs> under the, uh, you know, uh, you know, under your good china or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm really feeling it's going to be a challenge, but what I highly suggest is that tell them that, you know, you need, if you need a two-week grace period or whatever it is before you start making payments on it, you know, make the payment arrangements that work for you. I feel they're going to be flexible to some degree. Obviously, if you go in and say, well, I want, my, I want a hearing, I want my car back, but, you know, I can't make a payment for six months, you know, they're going to say, no way, we can't wait that long. 
But, you know, if you say, well, I'll have my first payment, you know, to you in, in three weeks or something like that, I feel that they would work with you. Well, the way it usually works is you have to put something down up front. And so I'm wondering if you can give me an idea of a percentage or, an, or a rough amount or a percentage of what they would want up front. They're going to, to me, it feels like they're going to ask for a chunk, a decent chunk, you know, 20%, 25%, something like that up front. Okay. Um, I'm trying to get a temporary roommate in to help me pay for it for a month. Do you see that happening? Or I've had people come and look at the place, but it's, it's hard because, you know, it's a small place. For a You're month, it's hard to get a roommate. A Maybe you yeah. need to keep them longer. A school or something, you know, now with the new term started, some people might be just as desperate to find a place to stay as you are to have somebody. Well, I'm not, I live in Washington, D.C., and there's a lot of people that come in for a short internship. There are people that are moving here all the time for work because there's always jobs here for the government, and they, they weren't able to find a, a place ahead of time. And so you see ads on Craigslist looking for a place for a month like it's situated and things like that. Um, and I've had people, okay. I don't know if you see, well, I, I don't know if you see that working out or I'm thinking about asking my brother for money or my aunt, uh, my aunt Rita for money. I just don't know if any of those will pan out. Um, your Aunt Rita feels to me that that could be, you could get a, a, at least a percentage uh, if you go to her. Um, as far as getting somebody in for a month, I'm not necessarily feeling that in your immediate future. So, um, you know, I'm not sure that that's going to be your short-term solution. It may very likely be... Um, something that you could arrange, you know, for, for next month or the following month or something like that so you know that you could be making the ongoing payments okay. Um, but it does feel to me if you do approach, um, you know, your, your family members that, that you will not necessarily get the whole amount from one person but that you can get what you need from them. What, what about my brother? Do you think he would be, a, my brother and sister-in-law, do you think they would be receptive? Um, what is, I need first names. Andy and Angela. Um, yeah, I do. Um, what's, what's stopping me from being able to get a, a roommate in? If, you know, is it just a... Not energy. I, I can't, you know, I'm just not feeling, sometimes things just flow and it's ready and then the right person comes in at the right time. I'm just not finding all the pieces coming together. Um, it's not that you're doing anything wrong or that they're doing anything wrong. It's just you, it's just not the right combination yet. Which is real frustrating when you need it, you know, that it, things come when they come on their own schedule, but, uh, tell, tell, you know, tell that to the person who's asking for money, the landlord or, the, or whoever encountered the call. They want to yeah, unfortunately... Uh, yeah, I'm, unfortunately, I'm choosing between my car and paying the rent, and I don't know how that's going to work out either because my I, I'm up, I'm coming up on being a month behind on my rent. Uh, well, so. the unfortunate part of it is like I'm not seeing one big solution for you. Like that you're going to get you know five thousand dollars from somebody that's going to get you all caught up and that you could pay off your car and everything. It feels to me that it is going to be a matter of juggling things at least for the next month or two to try to make, you know, ends meet and get it all in place. But after that point, you know, it kind of feels to me um, mid-October to early November, mm -hmm. things feel to be a little bit easier for you. 
Do you see them kicking me out of the apartment, or do you see me staying there? Um, for the immediate future, I do see you staying there. And my car, do you have any idea when I'm going to be able to scrape it all together to get what they want? Um, could you get, perhaps contact me? Because this is I usually take one or two questions. This is okay. about 30. <laughs> all right, okay, thanks. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Okay, who is our next caller? Uh, well, next Frank, we have... You, oh, you have one? Sure. Yes, okay. right here. We have uh, Aaron, who just left a relationship with drama and wants to know when he'll find the next one. Aaron, are you with us? Yes, I'm right here. How are you doing? Hi. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Yes. I'm pretty good. And sorry for the confusion. I, I, I got put on faster than I thought. Sorry. No, that's okay. So tell tell us a little bit about what's going on. Okay. Um, I, recently, well, I broke up with... A boyfriend of mine actually in January, and uh, I, I guess it kind of ended badly because he spent the past six months, I guess, trying to find out a way of, of getting back at me. And so, like a few days ago, he finally found a way to get back at me, and and he kind of broke me down a little bit because, like, he kind of had um, himself and a few of my ex that he met, and my the last person I was dating. They were they basically attacked my character or whatever, and I kind of accepted it as karma since I did bring it on myself. And I was just wondering if the drama is over now, and, and will I ever find that that person that that will accept me for who I am and be happy? Um, first, tell me what this person's first name is that's giving you the difficulty. This ex of yours. Well, it's Chris. Okay. And it feels like he was punishing you because he wanted to be together and you didn't. Yes. Um, okay, and he sounds like an aggressive, inappropriate kind of, if not physically, certainly mentally abusive, you know, assassinating your character and everything. Yes. Okay, he's he's not quite done, but he is at the final stretch of his craziness. I mean, I I kind of feel it diffusing a bit in his energy. He still has somewhat left, though, you know, where he's not letting go of, of his, the only word that I could think of is, is hostility in, in, in describing what I feel in the energy. So he's not quite done, but he's, you know, I would say 90% done, but it honestly feels to me um, no response, don't even dignify anything that he's saying. I feel most people around him know that it's just him, you know, uh, you know, venting and expressing things in a negative way. I mean, I don't really feel that people are, are looking at you and and saying, oh, he's the terrible one doing this or that. You know, it may appear to you that they are, but I feel most people kind of can see what the situation is. But he is close to sort of diffusing himself so that he's not going to keep on harping on this. Right. And then to answer your question about meeting someone else, um, yeah, and I feel somebody a lot different than this. Let me let me say to you that um, when I do this work as far as looking ahead just to see, you know, who's coming in for you, I don't stop at the very, very casual relationships. I look for the very, very dynamic, you know, important relationships. And there's two dates that are jumping out at me. One is February of 2011, and the other one is June of 2011. It, 
the, uh, the irony is the, the energy that I feel, um, you know, is, it feels to me it's the same energy in both of those dates. So what I kind of feel is going to happen is you're first going to meet and or be introduced to a new person um, in February of 2011, but it kind of feels to me for various situ circumstances, and it almost feels to me that this person, when you meet them, is going to live at a distance and perhaps isn't going to be able to fully engage in a relationship. But by June of next year, that person is going to either be physically available or physically closer to you, to where you live um, and is going to be more ready to engage in a relationship. And let me tell you, um, it's going to be a very heartfelt, a very supportive, a very um, really loving kind of relationship. It just feels to me, and fun as well. I mean, the, the person showing... Um, showing themselves to be extremely fun and lighthearted, but yet also have that serious side. Really a nice compliment to you. Really, really a nice chemistry between the two of you. And, um, you know, it's not going to be, one thing I want to state, though, it's not going to be as if you're waiting for this person the whole time. I feel when you meet this person in in February, you know, you're taking it for at face value. A really nice person that, you know, you would enjoy getting to know better, but they live at a distance or they're not ready to embark on this journey, and you kind of go next, and you're ready to move on. But this person resurfaces again in June. Right. So you have some, you know, some, some very dynamic um, and, and fun times coming up for you, you know, in the early part of 2011. Between now and then, um, I feel one very, very casual kind of, you know, situation coming up for you um, doesn't feel all that far in the distance. To me, it feels maybe three or four weeks, but it doesn't feel lasting and it doesn't feel um, anywhere near the quality of what I'm talking about for next year. Right. All right? Well, I meet this person online. Um, I'm, I'm actually, well, you might, you might, yeah, you might meet them online. It kind of has the feel to me that there's going to be um, another, another male involved in this, almost as if um, somebody may either introduce you or suggest that you meet this person or something. I feel there's going to be a middleman here okay. involved, and it, it doesn't, it, you know, it could be somebody that somebody met online or I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I do feel there's going to be another male involved that's going to somehow do the introduction. Okay, then. All right. Good luck well, to you. you let, us know, let us know when you meet this person. I will. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank have you. Uh, I have a question also. Okay. Oh. Go ahead, quick, please. Oh, that was the same person, and he's gone. Okay. Okay. Oh. Good. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. So... Our next caller is Sandra. Okay. Um, she has a question about her boyfriend. She doesn't want his name on the air, but Lady Fontaine, I can message that to you, so you have okay. it. Okay, that's so, good. Yeah. Okay, Sandra? Hi. 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 Thank you for taking my call. I was afraid I wasn't going to get through. Um, and you <laughs> no, might be a, we got you. Yeah, we got Yay. you. I know there's still a million people waiting, but we would like to at least hear your your story and help you out in any way that we can. Okay, well, I've been dating somebody for about four months. We had a little disagreement uh, last Saturday, or the Saturday passed, mm -hmm. and I apologized to him sincerely, mm -hmm. and he still has not spoken to me. So I'm trying to find out if he's going to accept my apology, if this is going to go any further. Well, when I, and I, uh, I just got his first name, so... 
I am feeling without a doubt that you guys are going to talk and have are, are definitely going to reconcile. I don't even feel that it's a it's a it's a maybe, but I would suggest highly right now just let him be. Don't don't call him, don't text him, don't don't email him, don't anything. Just let it be. You apologized. It's now he needs to process the 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 situation and needs to sort of make it smaller. Right now it's still pretty big in his mind. It's smaller than it was when when it happened, but it's still pretty large in his mind. I would say he's about I would say right now 7 to 9 days away from it's oh, my God. <laughs> so this must have been a doozy because he showed it. Wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> uh, he took it as a doozy because he's showing it to me to be so huge in his mind, such a big, big deal. He said it was serious, and, and I'm a little, like, kind of taken back by his non-communication to my apologies. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I definitely I understand that feeling. Um He's just not ready. Right now he's made this into this huge thing in his own mind that, you know, almost as if, you know, you, there's nothing you could say to change, you know, how he felt about Obviously, it. Obviously it hooked into something in his past that really upset and traumatized him, and you're seeing it from your own point of view. You don't have the same history as him. But whatever this thing was that you did that was small or medium intensity, because of his history that he comes to you with, it, it magnified it a hundred times over. That's where Lady Fontaine's saying it's got to, you know, take its course and get a little bit smaller and he'll see it more in the light of reality. But sometimes when something happens that's similar to something that traumatized you in the past, I remember once I was in a situation where someone acted the same as something in the past and the words going through my head were, oh, my God, it's happening again and you feel the same intensity of the original situation or situations. And that's what you are not understanding. You don't you don't right. have the same past as him. I just want to add he's, he'll he'll put it back down to reality, whatever it was. Right, um, right. Just to um to build on what Doctor Cirilla just said, that he may not even realize that he's reacting to something in his history. He may think he's reacting to you, but really it has something to do with his past. I know that in AA and and all those uh, those groups, they say if it's if it's hysterical, it's historical. Oh, good! I never heard that, but I'll have to remember. <laughs> well, do you see that this person could be something significant in in my life? Um, you mean marriage? You know what? I'm not so hooked up on getting married, but I really do want, like, a serious partner in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, let me say that with him, um, it, I mean, there is some potential, but it shows itself to me um, to be not the easiest process, even though I feel he's a genuinely nice guy. And I honestly feel that this particular scenario or outburst is not typical of of how he reacts to everything it just doesn't feel it or at least it's not typical of what he has shown you however i do feel that um he has the potential of overreacting at times to certain things and sort of being very very sensitive to other things 
Um, he honestly feels to me to be a, a great guy in many, many ways. Um, it has some potential. It's not coming through as like 100% definite, oh, yes, this is the guy that's made for you. But I do feel that you guys are going to resolve this within the next, you know, say, five to seven to nine days, something of that nature. Um, and I do feel it will be full speed ahead. I do feel you're going to continue to progress and, you know, experience the relationship and, ship and have the opportunity to see where it goes. It's not yet showing itself to me that this is going to lead to, you know, long-term committed relationship. I definitely feel you're going to have um, an intense, um, very dynamic relationship with him, but I can't guarantee you it's going to last forever. All and right. you better well, start you to understand what? and recognize his hot button so that you don't push them again. You're going to have to learn a little bit more about each other. Yeah, I think I learned that one. <laughs> okay, but you'll have to understand the reason behind it, which you're not really sure now, and, and get to know a little bit more about him and his history, get to know him as a person. Right, yeah, no, definitely. So I mean, this this time not speaking has definitely shown me some some good cues, but you know not everything lasts forever, and we can't expect that also. So, but thank you all for your advice. I really appreciate it. You're very thank welcome. You. Good luck to you. Thank you. Good night. We have our next caller. I was going to say we have so many callers tonight that I just want to remind everyone to please write to mailbag at ladyfontaine dot com if you don't get on the air and you'd like your uh, your question read by by Lady Fontaine and answered by Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo at a future date. So let's go on to the next call. We have Jay. He's self-employed as a medium and feels more employment possibilities coming. Do you see them? Hi, Jay. Namaste. Namaste. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Good, good. And you're a J person. You came to the J's, which is a great thought. You felt the energy, uh, the connection right there. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, all right. So you're, you're, these are jobs with you being a medium? Uh, yes. Actually, I'm a healer. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Clairvoyant. Right, let, let me just sort of scan your energy and see what I pick up. All right. Um... I'm seeing several, actually, uh, opportunities coming in from several different directions. Um, and it almost feels to me that with, with the healings that you're doing, there's also something else that you're doing. And, and I feel that opportunities are going to be coming in for, for you with healing, with something else that you do, and then another opportunity is actually coming for you to either be doing writing or speaking or something of that nature. So. So let's sort of break this down. As far as um, client, new additional clients coming to you, I, I'm feeling a, 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 almost what I want to say a stream of people stepping forward. The sort of like the opening for you is the very, very beginning of October. Um, it feels to me almost like a door is going to open and there's going to be, you know, uh, uh, kind of like an avalanche of new clients and new opportunities for you. Um, are you also writing and or speaking? Because that also feels to me, I'm hearing engagements. So I know that opportunities are going to be coming up for you in that as well. Well, actually, I've been, for the several months, I've been working on a workshop. Mm -hmm. So that kind of involves both 
speaking, but I eventually see turning this workshop into a book. Mm. Well, I do feel without a doubt that you're going to be successful in doing that. Now, um, when do you think you're going to have the workshop out there for people to start signing up? Um, I'm uh, shooting for October, November-ish. Well, then you're, this is what I'm picking up for you. I feel you're going to be very successful at it. I honestly, an avalanche of people. And, you know, I also do workshops, and I, you know, it's easier said than done to get an avalanche of people, but I do mm -hmm. feel in some way you're going to be getting um, either the recognition or the notoriety in some way and the interest, um, which is going to draw the people to you. Beautiful. Yeah, so they're definitely out there. Um, there, And there also still feels to me that there's still another um, a, a sort of source of income coming, either currently coming in for you or something that you're looking at, which doesn't feel to me to be tied into this. It feels different. No, I'm actually, um, I've also been a chef for mm. 20, 20 plus years, but I kind of got out of that. I do it part-time. Here, um, I'm a private chef, so I do a few weekend gigs here and there. Okay, well, they're going to continue, and actually something else could actually branch off of that if you, if you wanted it. It feels to me that it, they will be there for you. I feel you're coming into a very, very expansive period of growth for you, and just about you're going to have the Midas touch. Just about anything you touch is going to turn to gold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, you know that that's that feels really good, um, and it's it's very funny to hear people say that about yourself. Well, you <laughs> know, Lady Lady Fontaine doesn't lie. If she didn't uh, think that this had potential, she'd tell you, right? Right. Now I'm very much a straight shooter, and and I'm, I, you know, I follow a certain code of ethics that if I don't feel it, I won't say it. And I don't think I've ever used that terminology here on the air before about, you know, somebody having the Midas touch or, you know, anything you touch you will turn to gold. I just feel it around your energy. You're Trust about me, I wish she had said that to me during my reading. <laughs> <laughs> Say it about myself. <laughs> but, you know, the energy's there. I mean, you're, you're coming into a very, very expansive period, and I felt that it was going to start in, in October of this year. Beautiful. All right. Keep us posted. Let us know how it goes. Absolutely. And thank you so much for all you're doing. You're very thank welcome. You. Take care. Have a great night. Namaste. You as well. Namaste. Okay. We have five minutes left, so shall we take one last call? All right. We'll try to squeeze in one more caller. And, again, I apologize to those who we don't get to the calls tonight. Please either call us. Oh, next week we're not going to have a live show, but we will be back on the air, um, I think it's September 7th in two weeks. Um, but please send in a mailbag question. We will try to get it on the air next week or two weeks. Um, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us a mailbag question or call us in two weeks. Julie, who's our next Okay, call? we have Karen, and she has her boyfriend Nick living with her, and she wants to know how it's going to work out. Okay. Hi, Karen. Karen. Hi. Thank Hi. you. Okay. Thank you for taking my call. I'm glad I got in. We're a little bit short on time, so. Okay. Tell us quickly what's going on, and we'll tell you what we picked okay. up. Okay, uh, it's been a rocky relationship, um, and he moved in with me a few years ago as I didn't need a roommate, and my other roommate left, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he, it seems that he changed, or I didn't really know him, and 
I'm very disillusioned with the relationship. He uh, has a lot of health issues. I'm worried about him. has a drinking problem. He's in denial, built, denial about it. And I just, what do you see? Do you see him healing himself, coming out of this, or is it just a lost cause? What is his first name? Nick. Um... I feel a tremendous amount of heaviness in his energy. I'm not feeling any quick fixes for him. Um, you know, it, it feels to me, you know, through all the stuff that you said, I feel, I could feel his his soul, you know, I could feel the core of who he is. And he is a genuinely nice person. I could feel it. And I could actually feel almost a spiritual and or emotional um, side of him that, that, you know, almost bring you to tears. It's so genuine and so real. Yeah. Um, but but that's so masked. Like two sides of him. When he's sober, right. he's wonderful. Right. But but it's yeah. So he's got to get help with the drinking, otherwise you're talking to the bottle. Have you gone to Al-Anon or anything? No. Well, you should. That that you'll meet other people that will give you some really good suggestions. Even like Julie said, if it's hysterical, it's historical. A lot of things we don't know in psychology are real uh, program uh, affirmations that do help the family and the people involved. And if if it, this relationship has to end, has to end, they'll tell you how to do it. Hmm. And maybe he'll go once he sees you going. You're the sober one, so you should make the first move. Oh, he won't go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. right. See, I, I just don't feel he's quite ready yet. I really, really don't. I mean, you know, and, I, and I'm not saying give him, you know, an ultimatum or anything, but if you basically lay it on the line that you, you're not going to go through this anymore and you go through the exercise of, you know, moving away from the relationship, I feel that would be a wake-up call for him. Mm -hmm. It would motivate him. Right, because I'm just feeling right now, it almost feels to me that you've gone that route or you've said that, you know, you're not going to deal with this anymore or you want him to get help or and all this kind of stuff, and nothing works. Right. He's comfortable now. The pain of the problem isn't that great for him. He just, he's... Then he gets like, well, then he has to live alone. He wants to live where nobody will tell him what to do or criticize yeah, him, and he does whatever he wants. Yeah, but the so then you can find another roommate. That might be best for both of you rather than living with him drinking because he's not going to stop drinking without some kind of help. Right. It, you know, he could say all that stuff, but in reality, if when he sits there all alone and he doesn't have anybody to to carry him through these times, I don't feel he's going to be all that thrilled with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, call He says that he is, it's different. He has this anxiety, and I don't understand, and he needs it because nothing else calms him down. He, ha- he is in therapy, but I don't know if it's doing him any good. I think it's a joke. Well, yeah, I'm almost surprised to hear you say that because I don't feel much healing process going on in his energy at all. I really don't. So he doesn't feel to me that he's ready to give up drinking right now and to really um, fix all the pieces of his life. He just doesn't feel ready. So Sorry to cut you off, but we only have like 20 seconds left, so I just want right. to let you guys know this. Um, wow, okay. You know, so bottom line is, you know, it, Karen, um, I don't yeah. feel that there's going to be any significant changes right away. 
with him. I just don't. He doesn't feel like a loss clause, but I feel time alone for him would probably be a wake-up call. So it might be good for him, tell him to move out or just distance myself from him while I'm here. I would say, I would say tell him to move out. If you can, that's the best thing. Mm. All right. Um, Karen, thank you. Unfortunately, we do have thank to go. Um, okay. We don't have much time for anything, so I just want to say to everybody, thank you so much for listening. For those callers who didn't get on the air, we'll be back on the air in two weeks. This is the first week, next week, that we've had a week off. Um, I think since we've started this show, um, and I'm not available that day at all. So we'll be back on the air September 7th. So we look forward to seeing you and hearing you. Please send us your mailbag questions if you don't get if you ha- didn't get on the air tonight. All right. Good night, everybody, and have a wonderful week. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.